Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The reason why this very particular title came into me is was the fact that um, I remember about a couple of weeks ago, it's just that, it's just that you know, as us as pastors, sometimes uh, based on the work in which we do, we then be able to keep some certain things private. But I think, funny enough, last week, Thursday, by this time, yeah. <laughs> The reason why I'm raising my hand up is the fact that last week Thursday by this time, my hands were not functioning properly to the point that nobody understand. And so based on that very particular thing, I was sitting there, I was preaching. I remember I was telling my wife and I'm like, babe, I wish I could call one of my pastors for them to be able to take the message. And the Holy Spirit just said something to me. He said, you might be afflicted, but you don't need to be conflicted in the process. And I'm like, okay, whoa, what is that? It's like, you might be afflicted at the moment, but don't change your position. Don't change what you are doing currently. And I'm like, okay, no, that's, that's interesting. And so ever since that very particular time, ability for me to pull God's counsel on how to run this very particular thing, I did the service. After finishing it, trust me, it was so painful. I remember it was very painful. Um, but what was I trying to say? Is the fact that at that moment, I was conflicted. I mean, I was afflicted. But before I know what was going on, because of my position in Christ Jesus, ability for me not to move from the place in which I am, I was able to rewrite and also to, 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 to change the orchestrations of the devil for me to be able to stand tonight, whereby both of my hands are working, and at the same time, all my bodies are functioning properly. And to make matters worse, after one of the hands was fine, the other one went into its own recession. And I'm like, no, I refuse to be conflicted. And so after then, I've been, I, I was praying and seeking God's face concerning this title. He said, go tell my people that the only thing that they can pull from is the fact that if their position is not conflicting, that anything that they would desire, that as far as I am still on the throne, it will be made available for them. And so based on that, this is where the testimony came out from. And so after then, we posted this and a lot of pastors and um, some of my friends also, they've been asking and saying, okay, no, Darlington, this is, uh, you are coming to make it look as if, yes, that we can be afflicted. Oh, yes, we can be afflicted. We can be afflicted. Let me say it one black. We can be afflicted. But this is a funny thing. It's a fact that in the place of our afflictions, we know too well that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. But let's look at our test this moment as we begin to go into the word of God. If you have your Bible with me, uh, please, I want you to open your Bible to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 as we begin to take our scripture this moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 6 uh, as we do a long read from verse 6 uh, to verse 18. But let's see what the Bible is saying this moment here. The Bible says, yes, it says for 6, uh, verse 6, it says, For God, um, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had shined in our heart to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He said, but we have treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. First eight years, they say we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing in, in always bearing 
about in 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 the body of dying of the lord jesus uh, that the life also of of jesus might be made manifest uh, for which we live uh, are always delivering unto death for jesus sake that the life uh, also of jesus might be manifest in our mortal body he says so then um, he says so then death walketh in us but life uh, is in you we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believe and therefore have i spoken we also believe therefore have we spoken knowing that knowing that he which raised up from the dead shall raise us up also by jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sake that the abundance of grace abundance of grace might true the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of god for which cause we faint not but though our outward, for though our outward man perish, but the inward man is renewed day by day. For verse 17 here says, um, he says, for our afflictions, um, uh, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worked for us more exceedingly, an eternal weight of glory. He said, why we look not at the things which we see, but that things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but, that, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Verse 17, one more time here says, uh, he said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worked for us far exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. He said, but our light affliction, which means it is a light affliction. He said, but our light affliction, he says, which is but for a moment, worked for us far exceedingly. Which means you might be looking at it and say it's an affliction. But the scripture here, he said, it worked for us far exceedingly an eternal weight um, of God's glory. So now, now let's let's quickly jump into the next into the second verse. I um, mean the second scripture we need to read in the book of still on Second Corinthians chapter seven verse five. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse five. The Bible says here it says for when we are come into Macedonia our flesh has no rest um, which means on that very particular place we read it on on, on um on, on the New King James Version and also on the Passion it says for our for our body was afflicted. It says here for our flesh had no rest um, but we were troubled on every side um, we without uh, we're fighting um, within we're fears. Um, what is this saying here that whether we like it or not the issue of afflictions and stuff will always come together but let us quickly jump to the book of um, psalm 34 from verse 18 to 22 psalm 34 let's quickly go there the bible says here it says the lord is nigh unto thee unto them that are of broken hearted and save it such uh, as be of the contrite spirit he said many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivered them all he said he keepeth all he keepeth all his bones not one of them broken evil shall slay the wicked and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate the lord redeemed the soul of his servant and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate one more time the title of my message is what i've titled afflicted but not conflicted i want you to say it one more time to yourself afflicted but not conflicted if you're streaming currently and you want to just encourage me i want you to just type it and say is afflicted but not conflicted for those of you who are currently now streaming on the radio platform, i want you to just send me a whatsapp or probably send somebody a whatsapp to say is i might be afflicted but i refuse to be conflicted see i want you to understand something beloved from all the scripture which we've just read to you this morning 
moment is for you to understand some certain narratives here is the fact that we as Christians we also we will partake of what the damages of this very particular word is but this is a theme here that has been given to us as we all understand is the fact that victory has been given to us because we are on this very particular earth some certain troubles and challenges people go through we will also go through the same thing for instance one of the things I want you to understand is the fact that affliction will hit every one of us you may want to say okay fine pastor what are you saying but whether you like it or not affliction may not hit you it may hit somebody that is close to you but before you know what is going on that very particular thing that hits somebody that is close to you is also affecting your mood affecting your reaction determining your position either you want to cave in or you want to stand in which God has called you to stand upon and so based on this very particular reality my question that I want to ask us is the fact that are we fully understand do we also have a clear understanding a clear knowledge to know that regardless of the affliction that has been happening or the affliction that is going to happen that there is a provision that is made available because from the scripture in which we are read in the book of Psalm chapter 34 the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous now when I saw that scripture it blesses me a lot because why if the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous in my mind I'm thinking when I was reading I was asking the Holy Spirit but why many must be why can't it be many are the afflictions of those who are not born again why can't be many of the afflictions of those who do not speak in tongues who refuse to go to church but you say many are the afflictions of the righteous but this is the thing that I love about that scripture he said but the Lord delivered them all the Lord delivered them all all and when i was asking god i said god if you are going to give us affliction or probably if you are going to allow because this is the thing here god does not give affliction i need to clear that very particular part out god does not give affliction but because we operate in this very particular realm the world is already decaying people are losing their life we have factors that is determining some certain possibility that's already happening in our this very particular realm but the advantage in which we have is the fact that we operate from a kingdom that we we, we know too well that that kingdom can pull some certain possibility even when we are afflicted even when we are afflicted because why we understand that our position in Christ Jesus has given us the power to go through all kinds of affliction I want you to understand that tonight is a mind shift because I have seen a lot of people I've received a lot of calls where some of my friends and, and even people outside of this very particular territory, they will call me and say, Darlington, why is it I have prayed, I have fasted, I have done this, but it looks as if this very particular affliction or this very particular thing that I'm going through refused to go out of my life. What do I need to do? And before I know what was going on, thank God for the grace and the privilege for us to be able to hear. And God will say, do one, two, and three. Tell them to stand like this and stuff. And before I know what was going on, what is going on, in few times, this very particular people, they get fine. And some Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, okay, the reason why sometimes affliction tarries in our body or probably stays in our life is because we do not know how to stand in the things of God. We do not know how to appropriate the possibility that has been given to us because whether you like it or not, for example, you may want to say, okay, fine, but I'm born again. I don't, need, I don't have any afflictions and stuff. Affliction shall not come again upon my life because why? The Bible says affliction shall not rise up again the second time. I hear you and stuff. But do you know that even your normal headache is also an affliction? Funny enough, I was looking at the dictionary this moment. I mean, this, this, this morning I was asking, I said, okay, so that we may be able to understand when we talk about affliction, because a lot of people think that affliction is something that is from the demonic world, something that, 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 that just come in, and when you have an affliction, all of a sudden you have lost your salvation, that God is no more interested in you, or God is angry with you. No, calm down, calm down. Just because you are going through trials and temptation does not mean that God has left you. We have read it in the Bible, whereby the Bible makes us to understand that even when we are in that, 
That is when the grace of God is mighty and the power of God is strong. But let's look at what is the definition of, 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 of affliction. The definition of affliction, it says it is a problem, which means any problem you are facing is an affliction. It is a problem. If you have a problem in your business, it has, class, it has been classified as an affliction. And this is coming from the Cambridge Dictionary. It says it is a problem or an illness that afflicts a person or things that they suffer from. Either a problem or an affliction or an illness that they suffered from. Because this is the thing here. Somebody might be having headache, but all of a sudden, you are the one feeling the pain for them. You are concerned. That is also an affliction. You are concerned. All of a sudden, you want to find a way to make sure that this person is fine. Or maybe you lost your loved ones. And, and, and when I mean lost your loved ones, I'm not even saying that you lost somebody close. Your friend lost somebody. But before you know what is going on, you are taking that pain. The pain is on you. The Bible says many are the affliction. But the Lord delivered them all that are easy. Now, and also, I was looking at this, the, 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 the definition of conflicted. What is the meaning of conflicted? He said conflicted here, still on that very particular Cambridge dictionary. He said conflicted means that you are confused or warned, which means you are confused and also at the same time also you are worried because you cannot choose. Now, this is where it becomes interesting. He said you are confused or worried because you cannot choose between the very different idea. You cannot choose where to stand. You cannot choose either to stand in faith or to go out of faith. And so because of that, you are confused. And also here it says you cannot choose them. The very difference when it comes to the issue of ideas or your feelings, and I love this one, or your belief, and do not know what to do or what to believe on. This is what conflictions means. And so when we say that we are afflicted but not conflicted, it's because we are saying that, yes, we might be able to go through the pain, or we are currently going through the pains that everyone is going. For instance, the big one that for you to know that we are all afflicted, even us as the body of Christ, is this very particular pandemic currently that we we are all going through. Trust me, whether you are speaking in tongues or binding the devil, when this pandemic hit, everybody felt it. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Everybody felt it. That's an affliction, whether we like it or not. That's an affliction. And that is the very particular faith in which we believe. That because we know that this affliction is here, it is going to produce in big stuff. I remember for us as Platform Church, all of a sudden, God says, start the ministry in March. Before we know what's going on, start in March. Boom, pandemic happened. Do you know that I have every reason for me to say, no, I am not going to continue until this is over. But yet, regardless of the affliction, I refuse for me to be conflicted in what I have heard concerning God. That's what we are talking about. Frankly, now whether you like it or not, there are people that have lost, even men of God, even people that are tongue speaking. Now, this is the thing. I'm addressing the concept of believers because believers just feel as if because they are going through this very particular thing, all of a sudden God hates them. God does not hate you. God loves you so much to the point that he says that regardless of the affliction in which you are going through, regardless of the pain in your business, the pain in your marriage, the pain in your health, the, the, the suffering or probably the intercession you are standing for somebody, regardless of it all, if that person is standing in faith, many will be the afflictions of the righteous. The Bible says many. We do not even understand how many. Which means many will be the afflictions of the righteous. But what is the thing that we understand so much? Is the fact that the Bible says um, that the Lord will deliver them all. from All means all. Now this is the thing in which I want you to understand. That nobody is exempted from this very particular affliction. Nobody is exempted. Oh trust me. I have seen men of God. Whereby they will come. One of the big stories in which we... 
We all know. I think it's called Smith Swiggle Sword. One of the things that we, we, we understand about this very particular man is the fact that there was a particular point that he was having sickness in his body and yet he would tie his body and go and preach the gospel without even him knowing what to do. But that very particular sickness and affliction did not even shake him. He was positioned knowing too well. There is an understanding that he carries. Last week Thursday, I have every reason for me not to come up on stage. But because I know too well that this affliction is for a light moment. This is not going to be forever. I took the bull by the horn and I said, regardless of it all, I would rather die in the position than for me to conflict my faith because why? I fully understand that regardless of the pain on my body, regardless of the fact that my body is speaking contrary to what my faith or what I have been declaring, I choose to stay righteous. I choose to stay in my position, not conflicting. What is the thing that we need to understand? In the book of Romans chapter 8 from verse 18 to 22, we can see that this very particular world where we are it is decaying my dear sisters and brothers family i want you to understand this that this world in which we are currently the thing is decaying and so because of that people will be afflicted all of a sudden i've heard a lot of theories concerning this pandemic some people say that it was a virus that comes from china some people say it was a virus that was brought by one businessman whatever the story is this will give you a clear indication that the world where we are there are three factors that governs afflictions that are coming to people's life. And trust me, some of those factors are factors that you do not even, you are not even partaker of. One of them is the fact that we just have a bastard called the devil that has no loyalty. The guy has no loyalty. We could see from the scripture in the book of John 10, 10, he says, for the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is, the, that is the business of the devil. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if he tries to steal your faith, to steal your position, to steal you, to conflict in the things in which God has called for you, the next stage we can see that he will want to kill everything that matters. Before you know what is going on, you are destroyed. That's the business of the devil. Second thing is the fact that we have just people who are just wicked. People who just wake up one morning, they carry a bullet and they are going on the street, they are shooting sporadically. And sometimes a born-again Christian may be at that very particular place. Before you know what is going on, boom, bullets meet the person. Are you going to say that that person did not pray in the morning before going out? Possibility that they pray in the morning before going out. They even Maybe that day they were even fasting. But yet, boom, it happens. Wicked people. The third thing which we need to understand that, 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 that governs this very particular realm is the fact that we just have the system that is just corrupt. People don't, people in leadership don't even know what to do. You wake up one morning, they are bringing this law. Next minute, they are bringing this law. Before you know what's going on, it's even affecting us, the body of Christ. Afflictions will definitely be there. Please, believers, hear me, hear me well. I am not saying this that all of a sudden, now when affliction comes, you are like, no, God allowed it and all those things. No, no, no. God does not allow affliction. But this is what he says. That even when the affliction comes, regardless of either it is the devil or you have people who are just wicked or you just have, or you just have some certain system that is refusing to favor you, he said, but you will be delivered. But you will be delivered. I want somebody to say, I will be delivered of this affliction. Regardless of what the affliction is, if you have a need that you, can't, that you currently believe in God for, Put your hand on your chest and say, I will be delivered of this affliction. Because why there is a grace tonight that God has embedded in my life to release to you all, to make you understand that regardless of the affliction, you will come out stronger. You will come out stronger. We also understand in the book of John chapter 17, from verse 14 to 18, the Bible says here that Jesus understands that this word was also evil. 
He understand. We can see that when Jesus was praying in John 17. He was praying and asking the Father. He said, this word, the people will hate the believer. The word is wicked. But Father, I have released my glory upon them. I've released my spirit. I've released help to them. Father, as you have helped me, the same, the same privilege of help that you have given me, I have also released it to the people. And this is the thing I want to quickly say here, this very particular moment. I hear a lot of people now going around and saying that the body of Christ is helpless and there is no help for us. Please hear me and hear me well. God has released the help. The problem with us is the fact that we do not know how to appropriate the help that has been given to us. The help that God has sent to us is the person of Jesus. And currently now Jesus has released, a, 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 for me, for lack of a better word, he has released a force that when you take that very particular force, this month is our month of the anointing series. The anointing series makes us to understand that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. The Bible says that when Jesus was going, he says that I will send you another comforter. The believers is not helpless. We have help everywhere for us. We have help to be able to stand. But the problem with us in the body of Christ is the fact that we are quick to conflict our position, like the definition of conflation means. We are quick to shift position. Why? We are shifting because we've not been able to study to know God for ourselves. That regardless of what is happening, that I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be moved. If Jesus has said it is finished, what was finished? How do I need to locate what is finished? Now, that's what, that's what you need to be doing. If he says that he has given me another comforter, if I am going through a trouble, I pull the comforter. Holy Spirit, where are thou? We need to discuss this very particular thing. This thing is paining me. Because why? We understand too well that this very particular place in which we are, that we are not helpless. Please, I want you to say to yourself, I am not helpless in the things of God. Oh, say it again. I am not helpless in the things of God. Or maybe you need to personalize it. I am not helpless in the current in the current place in which I am now. Because why? We need to understand that everything that we will ever need, everything that we will ever need has been given to us via the power of the Holy Spirit. It has been given to us. Now, one of the things in which I want you to understand at this very particular point that here is the flex that we need to understand that no matter the pain in which we are going through, affliction or whatever, Holy Spirit has been given to us as part of the things that for us to be able to pull the possibility, for us to be able to route new, new realms of dimensions and new realms of, of, of insight in terms of what to do. Now, what are the things here that I put here? I say, what is the part of the functions of the Holy Spirit? Because the truth of it is the fact that when we go through affliction, there is a grace that has been given that is the person called the Holy Spirit. That he's supposed to be there to help you in all circumstances. When I mean all, I mean all. I mean all even to the point of having to solve that very particular, what you call, your company problem. For the fact that that very particular thing is afflicting you, there is a grace available in the person of the Holy Spirit. When I remember the period where I was going through that very particular crisis, which was about a few weeks ago. And I remember, I know the position I was staying, I wasn't bothered. And in the house, I remember very well, my wife just said to me, baby, say yes, I want to release the grace upon this, your hand. And I said, no problem, babe. She prayed it once and for all, and we have no time. We did not even go back to visit the prayer again. Because why? We stood in our position. We refused to be conflicted. We understand that God has made it. And so because of that, we are not going to be moved regardless of what the body is saying. We understand that this is going to be a testimony. This is going to be a conduit for God to use to errat new possibility. Now, this is a thing here. 
Did God allow that affliction to happen to me? No. But he uses that very particular thing to teach that some certain principle that I now know because the principle was already on the inside but I did not know how to appropriate it. Now that I know, I am now telling you that affliction can come but you don't need to be conflicted. Now let's see what are the functions of, and what are the functions of the Holy Spirit because everybody thought that the Holy Spirit is just for it to be very effective in the church. And all of a sudden when we go out of the church, the Holy Spirit stays in the church and you go at home. No, no. What are the functions of the Holy Spirit? In the book of John chapter 16 verse 13, we could see that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. It guides us into all truth. Please and please, I want you to take your time for you to study this very particular scripture. In the book of John chapter 16 verse 13, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Every truth that we need to hear, the Holy Spirit guides us into that truth. Truth of your position in Christ. Truth of your placement. Truth of your identity. I remember very well my wife preached on Sunday and thank God for the grace of God upon her life. She said something that was very profound. She said that God did not create you for entertainment. That your name carry a purpose. But have you been able to sit down to discover if your name carry a purpose? If you've not watched that very particular program, probably after we are through with this service, you can go on the YouTube or Platform Church. The title of the message is called Navigating Doubt. You will hear concepts and divine wisdom on how to do to navigate the doubt, to navigate the affliction, to navigate the fears, to navigate the troubles, to navigate whatever pain that you are currently going through. Because why? It has been given to us. The Holy Spirit here that I mentioned is the fact that it helps us to be able to find ourselves into all truth. What truth have you been able to sit down to discover? We call this month our month of the shifting and the anointing series. The anointing of God is upon our life. But have we been able to sit down to discover the truth? The Holy Spirit sometimes is looking forward. He's waking you up to say, hey, Sister Lagbaja, stand up and let's be able to pull some certain possibility. But maybe the reason why some of that delay is actually still there is because you've not taken out your time to find the truth concerning that circumstances. And the Holy Spirit is always there to help you. Point number two, the Holy Spirit reminds us. It reminds us in the book of John chapter 14 verse 26. It reminds us of the possibility because why? The title of the message, remember, the title says afflicted but not conflicted. The Holy Spirit reminds you how not to stay conflicted, how not to be double standard in your way. He reminds you that you are great. He reminds you that you are full of Christ. He reminds you that your DNA carried the blood of God. He reminds you that the fullness of the gods had rest in you bodily. He reminds you that you would tread upon serpent and scorpion and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. He reminds you that your hand is blessed. He reminds you that your lines will fall onto pleasant places. But have you been awakened to the reality that the Holy Spirit can also remind you that the business idea that you have two years ago, that you were supposed to do one, two, and three, have you been awakened to that reality? Because we think that the Holy Spirit job is for the pastors alone where they just sit on the altar and they speak in tongues and before you know what's going on, people are falling. No, 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 no. This is Mind Shift Thursday. We are here to shift your mind to begin to see some certain things about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes for us as the body of Christ. It is a God's mystery of possibilities that is unveiled to us. It is called mystery, yes, for those who are outside. But for we in the body of Christ, it is no more a mystery. Everything that God has knowledge of, you have knowledge of it. You know why? You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You have the fullness of the Godhead. But the problem there is the fact that you are waking to that reality and begin to sit down to find a way on what to do 
to be able to pull that very particular possibility. What is point number three? The Holy Spirit directs us. John chapter, first John chapter two, verse 27. First John 2, 27, it makes us to understand that it directs us into all things, what we should do at every point in time. But I come, my question to you, when you are taking that very particular decision, maybe some of you currently now, the current afflictions or the difficulties, challenges, regardless of it all, I'm using one word called affliction. The current affliction you are going through, did you hear when the Holy Spirit said, do not move and you refuse? He directs us. He directs us. He is a God. He, he is the fullness of God. He understands the possibility and the assignment in your hand. Even though your assignment is for you to be able to run that mining company in Rustenberg, he understands how to be able to dig right, how to be able to negotiate right, direct you who to partner with, direct you people to call to. The Holy Spirit directs you. The Holy Spirit directs you. Point number four, he is all-knowing. You can find that in the book of First John chapter 2, verse 20. He is, he is an all-knowing Holy Spirit. And so because he knows all things, he tells you all things. Whereby you are not stuck, you are not kept in one place. Your chances for you to be able not to be stuck at anything. You know, this is a thing in which I have been awakened to of recent in the work of God. That, that it, is, it, is, it is a crime for a believer to be stranded. Because why? We have a spirit that knows all things. If that spirit knows all things, we also must know all things. The all-knowing Father, the all-knowing grace is already on the inside of us. How come are we not pulling off the possibility of the all-knowing power of God that is resident on the inside of us? The believer is supposed to be the best at everything because why? We are not supposed to be at a place whereby all of a sudden people look at us and they are wondering what's the difference if this is you being a Christian. Then I don't understand why I need to join it. Because why? We've not been able to awaken to the all-knowing grace of God that is routed on this man called the Holy Spirit that is currently resident, wanting to work with you. And I know you may be listening to me and you're saying, but I'm, I don't have the Holy Spirit. By the time we're finished tonight, we'll be praying. We will release the power of God and you will be baptized by the power of the Holy Ghost so that you may be able to know what to do because it helps you to know what to do. What else again do we understand about the Holy Spirit? Is the fact that he leads. He leads us into all things. He leads us. He directs our path. You can find that in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 14. And also, the final point here that I want to make before I get into my next point is, is the fact that he communes with us. He communes with us. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to fellowship. I remember the period where, where the things were hitting me so hard. There was one night I woke up, I could not sleep. And I, all I was just doing was just speaking in tongues. Before I know what was going on, I was, I was singing in the Holy Spirit. Before I know what was going on, all of a sudden, my body begins to catch fire. My body begins to, 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 to get divine strength. Where even on the pain, I was still cracking jokes and I was still laughing. Yes, my body was full of pain. But yet, my spirit man was not confused. It was stayed. It was resting in God. There was never a day. My wife gave me witness that I asked about God. Why are you punishing me with this now? It did not come out from my mouth because why? I understand my position. Because I know too well that the fullness of him is on the inside of me. I will pull the thing out. Are you going to be awakened to that very particular reality? Like I said to you, he wants to commune with you. You can find that in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. He wants to commune with you. He wants to be able to, it's not the fact that he wants to direct leads and do something. He wants to be part of you. Where by the time you are waking up, he is there with you. When you are sleeping, he's speaking with you. He's telling you things to do while you are sleeping. When you wake up, I have gotten some certain wisdom and directive from the Holy Spirit while I sleep. My spirit man was awake. 
No wonder there are some certain things in which we are doing now by God's grace. And people are looking at us and they are wondering, if six months is like this, I wonder, I think somebody sent me a message, man of God, if six months is like this, I wonder what six years will look like. I say, watch and see what God will do with his intelligence upon my life and upon Platform Church and upon every member of Platform Church. Because why? We know I am awakened to the reality that there is a grace that backs this commission and I'm awakened to the reality that there is a power that has been given to me. Are you going to be awakened to that very particular reality? The advantage has been given to us as believers. The person of the Holy Spirit is already with us. But we need to come to the point that we need to be able to see and to be able to stand regardless of the antics of the devil. Regardless of the affliction that comes. My message for tonight that I want you to understand is the fact that afflictions will come on us as the righteous ones. But the thing there is the fact that are we going to be conflicted or we are going to stay focused? That regardless that this very particular thing, I remember a few days ago, I was speaking to a particular friend of mine in Nigeria, and I was saying to him, I said, the thing there that people need to understand, that the devil does not drive a car, he does not stay in a house. All the thing that the devil is trying to do is to make sure that he shifts you from the position where you are. Because if he can shift you, he knows that he can kill you. And so based on that, he will push every affliction to your direction. But until you understand that reality, that as this is coming, it is a contending for my faith. As this is coming, it is contending my position. As this is coming, it is contending my, my belief in Christ Jesus. And so because of that, you are not conflicted. You are standing your ground. That though I lose everything, I refuse to be moved. Though that he buffeted my body, like Paul says, that we are bruised on every side, but yet we are not, we are not, we are not, we are not shaking. We know too well that the beating of our body, that the fact that we go through pain is our life for you who is going to be able to understand this. Now, these are the things I want you to understand here. That the person of the Holy Spirit help us not to be conflicted. We understand that this is just common. That regardless, see, I want you to look at that circumstance. I feel like, I feel like the Holy Spirit said we should do this. I want you to look at whatever circumstances that you are going through. Hold your hand and look at it and just laugh at it and say, this is common. Ha. Laugh at it and just look at it. Ah, this is common. Laugh at the devil and say, this is common. You know why? The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says there is no temptation, which means there is no affliction taking you such as is common to man. Such as is common to man. So if it's common to man, commonize the thing. All of a sudden, somebody is telling you that you are failing. Commonize it. And so what? I remember one day, somebody was challenging me the other day. We were talking about a business stuff that I was supposed to do about years ago. I've forgotten. I said, the problem in the thing is the fact that I did not fail. That event failed. Not me. Because if I fail, I would not have been able to route this possibility. I don't know who has said to you that you have failed. I am here coming as the servant and the son of the Most High God to, to change that narrative for you that you are not a failure. You are not a failure. You are not a failure. You might be sitting currently now and somebody has said something to you that you see, because that happened, that has become your mark. I stand by the power of the Most High God. Everything that they have said concerning you, tonight, I redeem you out of it in the name of Jesus. I break every voice of the devil over your life, over your business, over your family, over the works of your hand, in the name of Jesus. Come back to life. This is, come on. The Bible said in our scripture, I love it so much. That's my slingshot sometimes when I need to pull something. He says he will make a way even in the presence of that very particular circumstances. So when the thing comes, I look at it. I looked at my hand the other day. I said, this is common. This is common. God is faithful. He will not allow me to be tempted beyond which I'm able to bear. But in the place of this very particular pain, there is a way out. 
all of a sudden, I remember one of the nights, the pain was so strong when my wife were driving, coming from my mother, from my, from my mother in the Lord's house. And I was saying, God, this must go. This must go. I refuse. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of what to do. And I said to my wife, babe, this is what we need to do. And before we know what was going on, pa, the following day, it looks like a magic. And I was thinking, damn it, that's your God. Your God that will send his Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you to remind you into all truth that has been made available. What is again we need to begin to understand? That God has not brought salvation or the gift of his son to make us to, 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 to I, I put it here, I say God has not brought salvation and the gift of the son as an escape route for us to just go to heaven. No, no. No, no, see, the truth of it is the fact that this is, let's, let's just have a, a, a few minutes conversation. The day you gave your life to Christ, you gave your life to subscribe to his fullness and his intelligence. But this is the thing there. The fact that the people, the pain that everybody is going through, you will still go through the same pain. But the advantage that you have is the fact that you have Christ on the inside of you to go through that circumstances and yet you are not shaking. You go through that very particular pain, you are not moved. You go, whereby people go through the same thing, they die, but you go through them, you come back alive. I have heard of gruesome testimony of people who were even having this coronavirus. They came back alive. They did not die. There are some who have it, they die, but this ones they come back alive because why? There was an understanding on the inside of them that we don't die. That the believers do not die. We may be able to have coronavirus, but we will remove coronavirus back to the devil because we understand that the fullness of God's head, the salvation that has been given to us, that salvation can push and can route new possibilities. Are you awakened to the truth? Or you are just sitting down, wondering and saying, no, but God, I gave my life to Christ. How come this is happening? No, the reason why that is happening is because you don't understand what to do not to make that happen or what to do to suspend and to cancel that very particular thing from happening. What else again do we need to understand? That as a believer, we have been empowered to overcome. Overcoming grace has been given to us. Overcoming grace has been given to us. One of the things also that I want us to read at this very particular point, as we begin to look at some of the certain things that we need to do, how do we need to do, what are the things that we need to do to pull some certain possibility? But before we get into that very particular place, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, let's quickly go there. If you are there before me, you can be reading why I get there. Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10, Oh, Father, thank you. This is common. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. For a believer, this is a scripture that you need to hold every day. To understand, and for we will read this very particular thing, and I will show you that for this scripture to be put in place is the fact that God understands that afflictions will come, and he has made an escape route for you. The Bible says here in verse 10, he said, finally, my brethren. Ah, I like that. When I saw it, it blessed my heart. Finally, which means in conclusion, that's what it means. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Be strong in the Lord, regardless of what happened. Be strong in the Lord. He said, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. One of the translations, which is, which is what's called passion translation, he said that the devices and the cunning craftiness of the devil. Because why the devil will want to use affliction as one of his strategies to push you. But this is the thing here. He says, be strong so that you may be able to put on the whole armor of God. Verse 3 here says, he said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He said, wherefore, take unto the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the day, in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Do you know what the scripture says? Having done all to stand. Because when 
Paul the Apostle to understand that for this very particular work we are doing as a believer, and this message tonight is a message for those who want to hear the uncensored truth, that just because you give your life to Christ does not mean that calamities and pains and tribulations will not come. It will come. There is a popular saying. Remember my marriage counselor when we were talking. He said the test of love is when there is a problem. If, you, if something happens and you are still loving your wife, then I know that you love your wife. The test of your faith in God is the fact that sometimes tribulations will come. But are you going to be shift or you are going to stand in the things in which you know? I remember he said it one time. He said, until your husband brings something to you, can you sir, and you look at it and you still choose to submit, that is when submission. It is easy to say submission with your mouth. But when you see that this man is doing something that you're like, ah, and yes, you still say, he's my husband. Or for me, I look at it and I say, ah, she, she has done something that is annoying me and yet I still have to go and buy a flower. Because why? The love for me, for her, is regardless of what she do for me or what she's going to do for me. My love for her is regardless of her doing to me. The same thing also that we are. See, you believers, we need to get to the point where our serving God is not based on what we want to get from God. Because if it's what you want to get from God, that's the reason why you are serving God. The devil will buffet that very particular thing. And before you know what's going on, because your eye is focused on that very particular thing, the enemy will hold it and to delay that very particular thing. I'm not saying it's not going to come to pass. He will use it to delay your possibility. Because why? He understands that this is where your heart is. When the devil find out that the only reason Jesus came to die, well, I mean, Jesus came on earth was to redeem man. We can see how the devil began to put orchestrations around him to the point that he even wanted to use Peter to stop him from actually going to the cross. The devil knows too well how to come up with corny craftiness. Let's continue our reading. The Bible says in verse 14 here, it says, Stand therefore, having your laws geared with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shielded with the preparation of the gospel of feet. He said, above all, which means above all affliction, taking the shield of faith, which means you are not conflicted. Above all affliction, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fairy dart of the wicked. All the fairy dart of the wicked. Whereby your position is not moved, you are balanced. You look at the thing. Now, this message tonight is not for any, it's not for the believers who are just trying to still suck milk. It's for those who understand that my serving God is regardless. If God chooses not to do anything for me, as far as this earth is concerned, I know you'll be like, ah, darling, what, what are you saying? You're, calm down. If God, this is me saying it, if God chooses not to do anything for me on this earth, my hand is on the plow. I refuse to look back. I will die with the bullet on my head and say point blank, yes to the Lord, regardless of whether he's going to give me the Bentley or he's not going to give me the Bentley. Because why? We are not moved anymore. We understand our position in Christ. And so because of that, we refuse to be conflicted. What else again you need to be able to do? In verse 17 here, as the scripture here says, he said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplications, in the spirit and watching thereunto all the perseverance, I mean the perseverance and the supplications for all the saints. What are we saying tonight? I'm making you to understand tonight that everything, regardless of the afflictions, will refuse to be conflicted. The body of Christ has been hit with the coronavirus currently. I have seen a lot of people, you see, oh Father, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Help us. You see, the reason I'm saying help us is because I feel like crying. I have seen even men of my color who are sitting on the pulpit. When this coronavirus hit, poor, 
Like everybody was shouting, the body of Christ has left the mark. The body of Christ has seen. All of us, God is angry. I was, I was wondering which scripture were they reading. I mean, which scripture are they, re- I mean, are they reading? Pastors like me were so in- Believers were also joining them. Yes, we need to come to repentance. We are calling out to say, relax. You see, the funny thing, I remember I told my wife, I said, this is the best time for us to launch. The people around me, I told them, in this coronavirus, that is when platform will be established above all mountains. And when people are saying there is a casting down, I am standing to say there is a lifter up of my head. Because why? I understand that Romans 8.28, it says, for we know all things, including coronavirus, work for good to them who trust the Lord and who are called according to his... See, do you have that surety? Do you have that guarantee? Or you are just moving? Tonight is a night where you need to be able to awaken. Are you serving God from the position of what you can get or you are fully rested that whether I have it or not, you to you, Lord, I refuse to change my position. I refuse. Whether Abraham, I mean, whether Isaac or no Isaac, I will stay faithful. That's what we are talking about. That whether the fact that you buffet my body, like Paul the Apostle, whether the fact that the tribulations, the beating and everything, I choose to stay with God. I choose his message. I choose his, I refuse to be moved. Can we find that conversation with you? Or you are quick to stay conflicted. Where one thing happened, boom. You're like, ah, the body of Christ, you're losing it. Ah, the body of Christ, you're losing it. I remember one time I wanted to do a particular production. And the guy that I wanted to go and meet to do a production, I don't want to mention his name because probably he might be streaming. And he says, no, the body of Christ has lost it. I say, no, the body of Christ has not lost it. It seems as it has lost, it has not lost it. Because if it has lost it, I, Darlington, will not be part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ has not, in fact, the mystery of God is currently now unfolding. The power of God is cascading all around. Even you streaming currently now, there is a grace that is currently coming on your mind, where your mind is being enlightened, and your thought pattern. Now, that's the mystery of the body of Christ. The problem is the fact that we've not been able to find an intelligence on how to communicate this truth to everyone to understand that just because you are in this world does not mean that you will not go through the pain. Does not mean that you will stand for the truth and yet your boss will fire you for standing for the truth. You refuse to compromise. You are, maybe you are that lady working in that company. You refuse to sleep with the guy yet you are fired and you still stay and say, yes, Lord, I might be fired, but I refuse to be conflicted. I might be fired from this job, but I refuse to sleep with this man. I refuse to change my position. Because why? I am fully awakened to the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know too well that this will produce a great testimony for me. Can we find you have that conversation? Or you are quick to say, so because I stand with this, all of a sudden I got fired. Let me even call the man. I, I feel like saying this because I watched some certain South African soapies. Don't be a Zacatello that want to just call because you needed a 10,000 rand for you to be able to, to sustain. Don't be. Because why? You need to understand that your fullness and your posture is regardless of the, 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 the seamlessness of how life... This, you see, the truth of it is this. Um, my pastor likes saying this very particular, which I love so much. He say, if you can free yourself from this very particular three things, I think it's three things or two, if I'm not mistaken. He say, one, free or two. He say, one, free yourself from people and free yourself from things. If you can free yourself from people, and free yourself from things, you will stay focused. When men come in your life and they go in your life, you're not moved. As long as you know that you have the Holy Spirit on your side, you are not moved, you are not bothered. Free yourself from things. What does it mean? If they take the car and so what? My life is not the value of the car. The car, well, you, the day you bought the car from that very particular shop, it lost almost more than 14% of the shop. The very day you bought it. So why are you now going to die because the car has been taken from you? 
or probably you lost some certain loved one. You are still alive and so on. Father, I thank you because I'm still alive. I thank you because I'll be able to route new possibilities with this life that is available. And you move on with your life. Case closed. Now let's begin to look. What must I do when affliction arises? Now you see this very particular point here. It is not what must I do, but for the sake of this very particular message. Let's say you are currently now in affliction and you don't know what to do. Now this is for you. But this very particular point that I want to put on the table, you have to stay all the time. This is a posture, not what must I. This is a posture you stay all the 24-7. They wake you 2 a.m. You are in that posture. You are not moved. What must I do? Number one, when the affliction is there, I don't know what affliction that you are currently, that you are currently, um, what you call, facing right now. Affliction, you remember I gave you the definition? It can mean a trouble, it can mean a concern. It can mean sickness, it can mean anything. Anything, like we said in Platform Church, anything that you are stressed off, God wants you to rest in that thing. So anything that looks like a stress is an affliction. Now, what must I do? Point number one, find the word. Find the word concerning that very particular thing. When my hand was paining me, I remember, one of the night my wife was sleeping, I find the way of just escaping. I said, God, you took my infirmities. If you took it, I don't have it. I refuse. You, your, your body was bruised for me. What is this? I locate the scripture. I prayed that. I, I say it to the point that I could feel a heat from the inside out. No wonder the energy to come and do what I was doing. To the point that it is after the thing has gone that I was able to even tell some of my close friends. In fact, the majority of some of you that is currently not streaming, you are wondering, ah, Pastor, you went through that. Yes, yeah, so by this time last week, Thursday, I was on a severe pain. We had the pain. I was telling my wife, I'm like, I don't know what, what you call labor pain look like. I don't know, but I can equate it to that from a man's point of view. It was so painful. My brain, can I shock you? With that position, I was still praying for people who were calling. And yet, I remember my wife was looking at me. It was like, with all this that is happening, you are still praying for people. I'm like, I'm a soldier. I have to report to the office. No matter what happened. Because why? I am fully awakened. Find the word. When you want to find the word you need to do, locate what is written concerning that situation. You need to locate something that is written concerning that situation. See, no matter what you are going through, I love the Bible so much. The Bible contains everything that you can find in it. It depends on the viewpoint. It depends on the lenses that you are using to look at the scripture. Locate what is written concerning that very particular affliction. When located, stay and meditate on the word. Sit on that very particular thing. If God said it is finished, what has been finished? My pain has been finished. My poverty has been finished. My, my, the barrenness I'm going has been finished. You meditate on it to the point that it becomes part of you. Then after you've done that also, then you declare the word. The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and shall not doubt in your heart. If you notice, he said you shall say, be thou removed and you are not conflicted in your heart. Which means, as my title, afflicted but not conflicted. The pain can be there but I will keep saying until I see it. What else again do you need to do? Point number two, pray your way into the new realm of possibility. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. Pray your way into the new realm of possibility. This very particular scripture, and you read it, I think let's even just go there because there are some certain things I want you to see with the concept of prayer. The reason why for me prayer is very important is the fact that, and I'm very happy that we, we, we want to look into this very particular thing. Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9 here, verse, verse 29. The fact there is the fact that this very particular scripture, it will help you for you to understand what prayer does. Because the problem is the fact that we are quick to, to smuggle in. I tell people, people do drive through into prayer. You do drive through. You go in and you come out. No. Let's look at what prayer do so that you understand. When you are going to pray tonight before you sleep, 
Your eyes of your understanding is enlightened. That's why tonight is called mind shift. What do you do when prayer, when, when, when this need happens? The Bible says in verse 29, it says, and as he prayed, he was talking about Jesus. This is what, because Jesus understands what prayer can do. The Bible here says in verse 29, and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was as white and glittering. And, be, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appearing in glory and spoke of the des- I mean of the desires of which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But if you read it down to verse 36, I want to stop in that very particular thing because why? I want to show you three things that can happen when you pray. I have seen that happens for me. And I'm here to make you see some certain things that I route in the few days that God has exposed me to his mystery. When you pray, number one, the part, verse 29, it says, as his prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. What countenance are you carrying when you go into prayer? If you go into prayer and you come out and the countenance is still there, let's ask, you did not pray. I will say you did not pray. Because you can't bump the God I know, and yet all of a sudden you go meet him for solution, and you come back with an answer. No, that's not the God I know. That's not the one I know. The one I know, he said, when you call, I will answer. He said, ask of me of anything, I shall do it for you. He said, call unto me, oil. I mean, come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He said, come, which means he knows that in your coming, that is the solution for him, for you. The Bible says there, when Jesus prayed, the first thing that happened is the fact that his countenance changed. He went in very, very depressed. Or you went in very depressed, you come out very bold. You went in fearful, you come out fearless. The countenance of Jesus changed. Now the point two that happened there is the fact that, that his outward appearance was also changed, which means his position was not moved. All of a sudden we can see there that the Bible says there that his raiment was white and also was glittering. People can see that this is the glorified Christ. Can we see you when you go into prayer and you come back? You go back to that office and people look at you and say, are you not the one that they've just reduced your salary by 2,000 rand and you are coming like this? Why? Because your garment is not moved. The same boldness in which you used to be able to earn that 18,000 rand and yet they remove 5,000. You are still working in the capacity of the 13,000 because why? You understand that your posture, you understand that this conflicting thing that is happening or this affliction that is happening wants to conflict my faith. You are standing strong. What else again was the third thing that happened there? The fact that the Bible says that when he went into prayer, he saw. He saw the glory of the Lord opens and he saw Elias. I mean, what's it called? Elijah and he saw Moses. He saw. When you go into your prayer closet, what do you see? Or you just go there and you just, as you enter, you come out. And all of a sudden, we're asking you, what else? What, what, what? See, there is no time you open your mind to the divine. And this is a thing here that I want you to understand. God is releasing a supernatural grace that I call the quantum leap speed. He's releasing it in our generation where you will see men, and please and please hear me, hear me very well. And these include every spectrum of leaders that occupy the fivefold ministry. God is releasing a grace. I have seen a vision, a grace, a rushing wind that is going to be coming on young men and young women that even you, our fathers, if you are not careful, you may be standing in the way of the possibility that God wants to rout. And so because of this very particular thing, there is a grace that has been released. When you go into the prayer closet of God, what did you see? Did you go there and see your miracles, see your breakthrough, see your possibility? Or you go there and you come back and you say this thing does not work. 
You go in there, you come out conflicted. I refuse to be conflicted. One more time, say it to yourself. I refuse to be conflicted. No matter what is happening, I stay rested, knowing to her that I can't be afflicted, but I refuse to be conflicted. We can see it in the scripture. Also, what else again do you need to do? Prayer, like I say here, is the fact that prayer is God's mysterious agent and a weapon to dislodge the antics of the devil. It is it's a weapon. I call it is a weapon of mass destruction. When you go into that closet and you come out, all of a sudden, in that very particular Bible we read in the book of Luke chapter 29, Luke chapter 9, from verse 29, we can see your countenance change. You come back and people are looking at you and they're wondering, wow, is this you? How did you do this? All of a sudden, you become a mysterious happening. People are looking at you, they think you're a wonderland. Because why? You have gone into a wonderland in the spiritual realm. No wonder they must call you a wonderland. People are looking at you, they are coming with serious problems that you did not even study, but yet you can be able to pull possibility. Tell me which management Joseph studied, but he understand the place of prayer. He was able to come up with a system to sustain a, to, to sustain a drought for another seven years. That is what prayer can do. Prayer will pray you. Prayer will push you into your possibility, regardless of the affliction. We can see with all the affliction that Paul go through, Paul was still not moved. With the pain and the difficulties, he was still able to write two-thirds of the New Testament, where you and I find our solace and our consolation, right in affliction. That's what we're talking about. What else again must I do? Point number one, I say find the word. Point number two, I say pray. Point number three, also here. What must I do? Speak in tongues. Oh, barato digital. You see, this speaking tongues name. I like what Paul says in one of the apostles in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse two and three, and also you can find it by find it by fourteen and fifteen. He says, when you pray in tongues, you pray in a language that you don't understand. And I remember I was speaking to somebody concerning this very particular concept of praying in tongues because she also doesn't understand this. He said, how can I be speaking some language I'm like it does not make sense? I said, that's where the sense is. The fact that it does not make sense, that's where the sense is. It does not need to make sense to you. But it pulls some certain conversation between your spirit man, the Christ in you, the Holy Spirit resident on the inside of you, to route possibilities up there for you. It does not need to make sense to your logical mind. The reason why the body of Christ currently now, we are where we are now, is because we are trying to make sense of everything. No! Not with the God in which we know. We understand that we are in this world, and so our possibility cannot be in the system of this very particular world. Just because you are using an iOS phone does not mean that you can download an app that belongs to Android in an iOS phone. It is impossible. You, your, your mind cannot, if your mind cannot fathom that small IT technical stuff and you want to fathom God when he says speak in tongues. When you speak in tongues, you speak the heavenly language. And now these are the things in which I want you to understand here. When it comes to the concept of speaking in tongues here, is the fact that a lot of, because I'm trying to rush my decision, I can quickly close. When it comes to the concept of speaking in tongues here, this is the thing here. People want to speak in tongues at a particular time and day. Just like, you know, if I go into my prayer, after I finish doing my stuff, all of a sudden I'll speak in tongues for two minutes and I'll come down and stuff. See, speak it all the time. You may want to ask me, when should I speak in tongues? All that, all, like all the time. You speak in tongues while you are cooking the food. You are, you are making food for your husband. You are speaking in tongues on that very particular food. You have no clue what you are doing. Maybe as you are speaking in tongues on that food, the Holy Spirit is pulling some certain possibility. You have no clue all of a sudden you are speaking in tongues and your husband is driving, coming back. You have no clue that he just escaped accident. Then he comes back and he's telling you, like, baby, you don't know what happened. Like this very particular drunkard just almost, and you wonder, Jesus, that's what speaking in tongues does. It does not make sense to you, but it pushes possibility in the spirit realm. 
You are, you, are, you, are, you are reading that book, regardless of the book you are reading. You are reading that book, you are looking at the book, and the thing is saying, and uh, Michael said to, to, to Tembi, whatever the thing is, but in your spirit, man, as you are speaking in tongues all of a sudden, you are reading a book that is not even a gospel book, but ideas are coming on your head that you can route. That's what the speaking in tongues do. When can you speak in tongues? All place. Why driving? Why cooking? Why taking your bath? Why sleeping? Anytime, speak it. Speak it while going into prayer. Speak it coming out of prayer. Paul said in verse 14 and 15 of that thing, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all. We can see the result of his speaking in tongues. No wonder he was able to pull some certain possibility and some certain depth of God's wisdom and revelation. He was a guy that was not married, but yet he could write a nice chapter on marriage that you and I, we are all using to tomorrow. Why? He was able to download that possibility. The power of speaking in tongues. You wake up before you sleep tonight. Take out time, 30 minutes. Walk around your house. You don't need to make sense with it. Just be speaking. All of a sudden, you will hear that one witch from your village just died. Or all of a sudden, you just hear that the company that wants to fire you, they've written your name for the paper to be fired. And you have no clue. And they come back tomorrow and they look at you. And like you see... Kemi, we just want to apologize. We actually wanted to fire you, but we just changed our mind. In fact, for this reason, we are promoting you. And you are thinking, Jesus, your tongues you speak, route that possibility. Speak in tongues all the time. All the time. That is what the mystery carries when it comes to speaking in tongues. What else also must I do when affliction hit? As I begin to jump, to bring this very particular thought to a close. Find a praying partner. Find a praying partner. Fine. See, we live in a time where things are, things are challenging and difficult. People need people. The reason why you are a person is because you need a person. I've heard a lot of people say, no, I can't do it all alone. There is this very particular statement I like saying, somebody once challenged me the other time, I did not even respond. I say, if you tell yourself you are a self-made millionaire, you are a devil. Because you are not the one that buy your product. You are not the one that sell your product. You are not the one that eat your product. People buy you. So you cannot tell me you are a self-made millionaire. The same thing also happens when it comes to the things of faith. When that very particular affliction hits me, bah, trust me, my number one prayer partner, I told you, my wife prayed me into my possibility. I quickly locate people who I know. My, I need you to pray for me to stand with me because this is what is happening. And I remember one statement she said. She said, my son, the work of God concerning your life will not go down. And I'm like, woman, I'm, I'm having pain. You're telling me, okay, God, what's your problem now? Like, change it. But when she said that, all of a sudden, I felt a great. See, there is a force and a power when you locate people that matters. Don't be too quick. Listen to me. I don't know who you are. Don't be too quick to go and meet your chomi who does not understand your faith. To go and tell your problem. Because why? They will advise you out of the will of God. They will look at you and tell you. Because why? They do not understand the mysteries and the possibility that you are operating and the trading system or the trading software you are using to do your stock market. They don't understand it. And so because of that, why? They will advise you out of the possibility God has for you. Don't be too quick. Don't be too quick. Don't. As a matter of fact, do not tell them anything. If you are having, for example, you are believing God for something that is tangible, look for somebody. For instance, number one person will understand. One of the examples I can give you when it comes to locating a partner, Mary and Elizabeth. Mary understand that this thing that I'm carrying, I'm carrying the son of the most high God. This thing, can you imagine, all of a sudden, like I was shadowed and I, I don't understand. 
How do I explain this? The Bible says, and the angels of the Lord appeared unto Mary and said to her, she should go to meet Elizabeth. The Bible says when she went to meet Elizabeth, in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 41, he said when she went to meet Elizabeth, because Elizabeth has gone through that very particular understanding and she has a full knowledge of what it means to carry God, to carry the kabod, the fullness of the weight of God's glory. Elizabeth understand that mystery. So when Mary met Elizabeth, it was quite easy. All of a sudden, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost rests on Mary. Rest on Elizabeth, I mean. Why? Because when two people who are alike in faith comes together, no wonder Amos 33 says, he said, can two walk together except they agree? The Bible comes to understand. He said, two shall touch anything and it shall be established unto them. He said, he said in the words of two or three, it's, it, it, I mean, when two or three come together and touches anything, say that it shall be done. Who are the people are you locating concerning that affliction? Or you are sitting down there, looking and just wondering. See, the body of Christ has resources for us to be able to pull. But the problem with us is the fact that, and this is, I feel like saying this, the problem with us is the fact that we are too lazy, one, to either engage it, or two, it is because we see it as too often, it becomes an information and not a revelation anymore. It is only with the church we will go and pay 2500 to listen to this sermon that I'm saying currently. And yet, the person that is telling you is not a believer. And you will buy it because why? The person has removed Jesus and make it look as if it's a social acceptance. The person will tell you. They tell you pray. I mean, they tell you meditate. You know, just wake up in the morning, just meditate. Just find a way of talking to the universe and stuff. But the same thing, they remove that word. They turn the word prayer to meditate. Tell you universe. Universe means calm down. But yet you get it in the church for free. But you do not value because why? You see it as it's too common. And I'm very happy that God made it common. So that the intelligence of men will not be able to fathom it until their eyes is open to the understanding of the spirit. And that's why we are called the believers. That's why you and I have been routed with such a time like this. Imagine if the people, your likes of your, your men who have influential, they understand the mystery and the power of God. Do you think that you and I will be able to do what we're doing today? You would, you would pay with your life and yet you will not get anything. But that's the advantage we have. That because it is common, we now have it all. And because it is common, Christ can be able to express himself to everyone. What am I saying again? Find a praying partner. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. We saw what Esther did. Esther told the people, say, go, come, go, go and gather yourself and pray. I am going inside. I will pray myself for the next three days. And I will appear before the king and we can see when she appeared. She pulled possibilities. She locate people of like mind. And when they pray together with her, she pulled. Another person again we can see, Paul and Silas, when he was in prison. We could see with Paul and when he was in prison, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, from verse 25 to 34. They were in prison, the Bible says, and they come together, Paul. They pray after praying. No wonder the Holy Ghost come down and break every chain. Locate your partner locate your partner and i'm hearing if you say you don't have a partner in your church and stuff locate someone who is a believer we are all believer of christ the church is just an expression of how god wants to communicate his fullness and his integrity and that's what i said to people somebody was asking me the other day why is it that there's a lot of church everywhere i said why is it that there's a lot of bugger everywhere like what nonsense is that there's a lot of church everywhere. The, the same way there's a lot of church the same way there's a lot of bugger there's a lot of hospital there's a lot of so calm down relax God is using the church to show his multi-dimensional facet. There are church that preach about Christ consciousness. There are church that preach about the deliverance of God. There are church that preach about the rested life. God is just showing his multi-facet life that he cannot be boxed in one place. And so because of that, he's releasing his grace upon men who are available to him to be able to show you another dimension of him. In place of coronavirus, he sent platform to tell you 
that he wants you rested. Now that's what we are talking about. What does a game must I do? Oh, this one for me. <laughs> it is so touching because the, we, we've seen how this very particular thing, because of the fact that believers, or oh, we are too gullible, we're not able to locate these very particular people and respect their office. What else must you do? Locate your pastor. For lack of a better word, locate your church. Locate your church, locate your pastor. Locate your pastor. God has an intelligence that he has put on pastors. When I mean pastors, I'm talking about those on the five-fold ministry. These are men that God has positioned for your advantage. But the problem with us is the fact that because we've seen charlatans come into the place, that does not mean that the charlatans, because the charlatans are there, that God has not brought or has not wrought out new possibilities of men and women who are changing the narratives. There are still genuine ones in the body of Christ. Locate your pastor. Everyone has a pastor. Everyone. The Bible says, it says, how shall they believe? If there is no preacher that is sent to them, which means preachers are still being sent, your business is to locate your preacher. Your business is to find your pastor. We can see that in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12, from verse 5 to verse 17. The Bible says, and the church prayed for Peter. Do you not? The church prayed for Peter. Can we find the church pray for you? Because you don't even have a church that you are going to. The church in which you are going to, you are a drive-through. You go there and we don't even know whether you are there. Because when they ask you, what's the message of the pastor? Powerful. Especially now that there is this very particular lockdown where most of the churches, they are not even meeting together. When last have you managed, for those who will stream later, but including you currently now watching me, when last have you managed to sit down and to say, this is my pastor, this is my church, I will stand and fight with the integrity of it. Locate. Jesus said in his word, when Peter was able by the conduit of, of, of the spirit of God upon his life, for him to understand that this one called Jesus, it is not just Jesus, it is Jesus the Christ, the son of the most high God. Do you notice the next statement Jesus said? He said, on this revelation and this truth will I build my church. The mystery and the fullness of God is still rested on the church. The church still carried the possibility. If coronavirus is over and you are not found in any place, you are not plugged in any ministry, and if you don't have anyone and you are watching me currently, platform is door is open for you. Join platform church. What am I trying to say? I'm not. I'm saying don't just stay. I do. There is a grace that is abandoned on the church that, regardless of what is happening now, it has not taken the validity of the fact that the church still carried its uniqueness. As I'm saying this, the only example that is coming on my head is like after you finish batting the child, the baby, just because the water is dirty, all of a sudden you look at the baby and say, no, if this water is dirty, so which is the baby is dirty, you throw the water and the baby away. Is that possible? No. No mother will do that. So the fact that you think that the church currently is being compromised, clean the church. Come into the church and clean it. Make sure that you understand your place. What is it? Locate your pastor. Locate your pastor. James chapter 5 verse 14. We can see, the Bible says there, he said, when anyone is sick among you, he said, call into the elders. The elders there was talking about the pastors. The ones who are, he said, go, go meet them, call them. They will pray for you and you shall be healed. That is a grace that the men of God, that God has called into, into the fivefold ministry. God has called, see, every one of us is anointed, but there are people he has put in the office so that you may be able, there must be system and structure. So I tell people, God is not a God who is just lousy or loose. He's a God of system and structure. No matter how a woman will want to pray herself to have a child tomorrow, you must go through the pregnancy period for nine months. That is, the, it, you cannot do anything. I don't care how spiritual you are. System and structure. Why? Because we get to understand that when you locate your church, and like I'm saying to you, 
Isaiah chapter 2, Micah chapter 5, Micah chapter 4. The Bible says the Lord's house shall be exalted. If that scripture says the Lord's house shall be exalted, which is no matter what is happening, the church cannot go down. See, stay rested. I don't know who needs to hear this. Stay rested hearing. The church cannot fail. The church in its glorified position. Jesus is the one that is looking after his bride. Called the church. The devil cannot do anything. I don't care if 666, 12, 12, 12, 999 or 222. Whatever you want to call it. I don't care if they are even by the next door. Close to I don't care. Because why? Jesus' integrity will not be compromised. Regardless of the fact that the devil is there. Locate your pastor. Locate your church. Stay rested. Come together. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembly of ourselves together because why? The church carry a corporate anointing. Also, what else you need to understand is the fact that in the book of 2 Chronicles 2020, the Bible there says, it says, believe your prophet. Believe your prophet. Believe your pastor. I know you know, I know, you see, all of us, we know, let's not even go too far. I know that at this moment, there's a lot of things that people are hearing concerning pastors, and all of a sudden, you are feeling that, oh, the church is losing it, pastors are now charlatan, pastors are this and that. Just because that is happening, it hasn't changed, see, do you notice that ever since we've been complaining, it hasn't changed God's mind concerning the church. The church is still there. Your business is to quickly stop your complaint and join the plans of God. If he says it is through this church that he wants to rot out miracles, signs and wonder, that's what it will be. You can't do anything about it. It's either you stay out or you are in. Choose one. That's the truth. Because why? Today's message is for those who want to be matured with things of God. Just because things are happening all of a sudden, you have lose your mind, lose your faith. Ah, my pastor, this pastor did this. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, the church is losing it. One pastor? Really? Calm down. Even your family. One person will commit a crime. Has that made your family close down? No. So what are you saying? Relax. What are the things there we need to understand? Like I begin to bring this very particular thing to a close. It's a fact that, like I said, one, stay in the word of God. Pray your way into new possibility, number two. Constantly speaking tongues, number three. Find a prayer partner, very important, find it. Number four, locate your church, locate your pastor. I don't want to separate that because it's the same thing, it's two in one. Locate your church, locate your pastor. Because when you locate your church, there's a pastor there. When you locate your pastor, he's in the church. So locate your church, locate your pastor. What are the things, what, are the, what is the place of this church? Because I remember the other day my wife was asking a very serious concern question. I think somebody asked her the question and so she passed the question. We're just brainstorming. Now this one that everybody is now at home, when, when the pandemic is over, will people want to go to church again? I said, those who are mature will go. Because they understand that this is a mystery of God's intelligence. There is a power that comes with corporate anointing. There is a grace that has been released when your pastor touches your head or your pastor's whole hand with you and pray with you. I know how many places I've gone for me to go and pray with people by touching their hand. Because why? There is a grace that sometimes you need to just be there. To just, there is an anointing that comes with that. There is an anointing when you know that you are seeing your pastor standing, not the one that currently you are seeing me streaming. There is a grace. And for those of you who are currently asking, when will Platform Church open? By the grace of God. We will keep you posted, but for now we are still doing online. The reason why is because why we needed to, to adhere to the principle. I hear that in a few days from now, or probably very soon, we'll be getting to level two. Don't worry. The pandemic will be over. And we'll be back again to fellowship. And for all of you who wants to join Platform Church, our door is open. Come as you are. Let's do God in his fullness. What else again? What must I do? Oh, like the way I put it here. I say when affliction arises, what benefit do I have? Because there's always a benefit for everything. There's a benefit. You think the affliction that you're going through... It's just for in J, like the South African likes it. It's not for in J. There is always a benefit. Point number one there, you are matured. Maturity becomes your lot and your portion. You are matured in such a way where people look at you, they're like, we thought that because you lost your child, 
you will give me like no calm down i just lost a child but god is going to give me another one and you move and you tell them if god is not going to give me another one it's okay we mature by the things of God. One of the things of Platform Church is the fact that the end there, for those of you who want to get to understand about us as Platform Church, we have an acronym for our name, Platform. Go to Platform Church to see what day. And that's when you go to the about page, you will see there. The end there means maturity. We mature in the things of God. We are not, that's why you can hear such messages like this and we are not, we, we are telling you the uncensored truth whereby you now know how to begin to route your own new possibility. Maturity becomes your lot and portion when you come out of your affliction. What else again do come out? But what else again do you benefit? You have got. I mean, you have good system, system, good system around your place because now you now know who is for you and who is against you. When you know that, okay, fine, this thing. You know, there are certain things where mm, I feel like I, I don't feel like saying that God allowed it or so, but somehow for the context of Disney, <laughs> there are some certain things that comes in your space whereby that thing will determine who becomes your friend or not your friend. Because why? When you have the ten million, everybody was there. Now that you are zero million. Can you find out everybody that's there? Whoever it is with you now on the zero million, it creates a good system that, okay, these ones, they have my heart. They don't have my fame. I remember the period that I was believing God for me to settle down. Oh, yo, you don't want to understand. All kinds of women were there. I remember one like that. We went for a, how do you guys call it, date? Yeah. She said it point black and I was very, I, I told my wife the other day, I said I was very happy she said it. She said, no, I like the uplands and the, the grace you carry. Then I took her one day outside. I said, if all this is taking a what will happen? She's like, eh, it will not be taken away because I'm, I may not stay. I'm like, thank you. <whistles> Sharp peace at the end. Yeah, you, you, sometimes you don't understand. You don't know what we hear. I know a lot of people will say, people like saying that men are scarce. I'm like, even women are scarce. Everybody is scarce, especially when you know what you are looking for. It becomes a scarce commodity. But there is a grace tonight that whatever you are looking for, you will find it this season in the name of Jesus. You will find it. You will find it. What is again is your point? What is again do you benefit when you come out of the affliction? You are empowered. Your prayer altar is empowered. Because why? You now know that when you get into prayer room, that as you go there, there is solution. That your countenance change. Your prayer altar is empowered. You now know that going there, you are engaging God from a position of it has been given. You are not going there to beg. You are going there to put your position. You are not going there for a conflicting state. You are going there knowing too well that I refuse to be shaken. What is again that you begin to benefit when it comes to this? The truth in God, your truth in God gets to another level. You can find that in the book of First Samuel chapter 17. When David understand, when, when affliction was hitting David when he was in the wilderness or in the bush trying to tend his father's business, no wonder when he comes. Do you notice the CV David gave to, to Saul? I mean, David gave to Saul and also to Goliath. He says, I know the God that has delivered me. From the lions and the elders and the, the scorpions and whatever. He said, that God will give me this idiot called this called God Goliath. What am I trying to make you understand? Is the fact that when you come out of that very particular affliction, you now understand that this is a reference. This is a CV. This is a testimony that I can use. Like the Bible says, we overcome him by the blood. Which means that it's an overcoming first by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. When you stand and you look at devil, you tell devil, relax. I am not going to pray about this very particular issue. And you back from there. I remember one of the ladies. My God has brought her on our space in platform. When by the time she called, all of a sudden she said it. That one idiot fake prophet came and told her that she's going to die at a particular point in time. I laughed. And funny enough, she knows very well. And if she's streaming, she can attest to that. I laughed and I told her, I said, I refuse to pray. And you will call me after the thing is over. I did not call her until that thing. Until date, as I'm talking to you, she's still alive. 
you know because why you have you have seen the hand of god and so because of that your truth in god becomes into another level when you have gone through this very particular thing what else again i know people will look you will like this part that you become more prosperous your prosperity is in another level you become more prosperous. exodus chapter we get to see that one in exodus chapter 1 verse 12 the bible makes us to understand he said the more they afflict the children of israel in egypt the more they were strong and they prosper it, it, it's so funny where they were being afflicted and yet they were prospering. The more they afflict them, the more they prosper. Your prosperity sometimes lies in the affliction. The fact that you are going through that pain, your eyes of your understanding becomes open. You now know what to do and you come out, you stand strong. And people are looking at you, we thought you are going to fail. And you say, you thought I'm going to fail. You thought this is a full stop? Calm down, God just put a comma. And so that is it. What is again? As we begin to bring this very particular thing to a close. I need you to understand that conflicting means that you are moving your stand. Stay rested. Stay positioned. Know too well that God has your back. He has your back. And if he has your back, do not be double standard in your way. Stop moving left, right, and center. Somebody tell you this, you jump. Somebody comes here and tell you that this, ah, you are running. Relax. Stay in the things in which you know. Whether it works, it does not work. Stay there until you crack it. I like that very particular statement, push, P-U-S-H. There's an acronym when they say, pray until something happens. Pray your way. When should you stop praying? Until you get it. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep fellowshipping with the people. Keep attending God. Keep studying your Bible. Keep at it until your time on earth is over. And that will become your lot and your portion in the name of Jesus. As we begin to bring this very particular thing to a close, I want you to understand that everywhere Jesus went, he was doing good. The Bible makes us to understand that he comes to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. All that were afflicted. He came to do that. I don't know what afflictions you are carrying currently now. As we begin to bring this to a close now. It is time for us to pray. I don't know what affliction. I feel that is a grace tonight in the house. I want to pray with you tonight. I want us to pray within the next five minutes that we have available. For us to be able to push that very particular possibility and that affliction and says, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. You keep saying it, I refuse. At this very particular point, before I come and I release the blessing, at this very particular point, let's pray. Let's open our mouth and begin to decree and say, Lord, every affliction thus far concerning my life, you have come to an end. We've seen from the scripture that it is your testament that you will use as a receipt to make a transaction in the heaven. Open your mouth and begin to decree. Lord, touch far. Tonight is tonight. I refuse this affliction to arise again the second time. Open your mouth and begin to pray. For those who can pray in tongues, begin to command. Pray yourself into your possibility. Pray yourself into your possibility. Affliction tonight is tonight. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them. There is a deliverance for you tonight. Your name carries the deliverance. Open your mouth tonight from the anger of the spirit that is on the inside of you. Begin to refuse that affliction. Affliction in your marriage. Affliction in your business. Affliction in the works 
of your hand, affliction in your going out, affliction in your coming in, affliction in your body, whatever the concerns is, open your mouth and begin to decree. I want you to join your faith tonight. Let's pray away every coronavirus that is still on the ground. Every of the believers, whichever believer, whichever saint that is currently having the pandemic, let's pray away that sickness. Let's pray away that diseases. Let's pray away that very particular thing because why? We understand that we carry the power. As you are praying, begin to pray and say, Lord, let my eyes be open. Let my eyes be open. Let my eyes be open to the possibility that is available, to the grace that is available, to the empowerment. Let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened to see. Lord, I pray over the ones that are currently streaming. I pray over the ones that will stream later. Lord, their eyes will be open. They will see opportunities. That in the place of their afflictions, Lord, they will not be conflicted. In the place of their afflictions, they will see a way out. In the place of the pain, that God, their mind will be enlightened. They will see you. In the name of Jesus, for those of you currently now that you want to be baptized by the Holy Ghost, ability for you to be able to speak in tongues, I will pray for you now as you are beginning to pray. Father, I release the power of the Holy Ghost. I release the baptism of the Holy Ghost to everyone that is currently streaming, both on the radio and currently live. Lord, I decree the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. If you want it, begin to open your mouth and begin to speak. You may not know what you are saying. It is okay. You don't have to understand. If you are saying, ba, 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 it's okay. Keep saying it. Baratoshata. Release. Open. I release your tongue. I release your tongue. I release your tongue to begin to be able to pull the supernatural language, the leveling language. Reketo lagadashata. Ranatole gadeshi barata. Leketora katoshata. Radudu legede. Radudu legede. Radudu legede. Himoroto kotolo kotori gadam. I release you. I, I release the power of the Holy Ghost. I release the power of the Holy Ghost upon your life right now. Upon your life right now. Upon your life right now. The power of the Holy Ghost rest upon you. He baratoja talikatoze kete. Marikato jalata. Reketeli barato jekete. Melebehi goroto toze geleketa. Rimakosho legedi yatada. Rakato zabali hadado jetem. As we begin to bring this very particular thing to a close. If you know that you are not born again. Or maybe you know that along the line because of the afflictions that come in your life. You have no clue that affliction was supposed to make you a perfect somebody. I want you to begin to say and begin to confess and say Lord I accept you into my life again. If for you maybe you need to reconnect 
back to the things of God. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I reconnected the fullness of God. I reconnect back again. I reconnect back again. If for you who wants to give your life to Christ, I want you to say this after me as the people are praying in their various spectrum. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my God. I denounce the world. I accept Christ. Thank you for coming. In Jesus' name we pray. If you've just said that very particular thing, welcome to God's family. And like we like saying in Platform Church, welcome to the family of rest. At this moment, begin to pray and begin to push yourself into the new possibility that's available. Father Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you because indeed you are good God. We thank you because we know that indeed you are the great God. Father Lord, we thank you because we know that yes, we can be afflicted, but we refuse to be conflicted. Our faith is staying in you. Father, the best place to operate is to operate in your presence and to be able to route new possibilities in you. Lord, tonight as your children, Father, oh Lord, they've heard these very particular words of my mouth. From my mouth, Lord, I decree that everything called affliction comes to an end in the name of Jesus. Everything that they name as affliction come to an end in the name of Jesus. I break every yoke. I break every darkness. I destroy every antics of the devil over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever rest in which you need in every sector of your life, I release the grace upon my life and the grace upon this commission that you find rest in that environment in the name of Jesus. I decree from this day onward that as you go to the things that in which you do from this day onward, you will see opportunities like never before. You will see men favoring you like never before. Your mind will become alive and active in the name of Jesus. Father, to you we give all the glory. Blessed be your holy name forevermore. Holy Spirit begins to work new possibility in the life of your people and let them know that with you on their side, they are majority in the world. Thank you, Father, because we know that we are not conflicted, for we know that we are rested, that with you, we can be able to conquer all the fairy dart of the enemy. To you, we give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Please, I want you to still stay back as we go into this very particular announcement and I will come and also release uh, and also just to be able to pray and close this very particular thing. I want you to understand something. God wants you rested and a rested life is a reality for you. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.